Hey, today is going to be a little bit different than our Sundays typically have been over the past 10 years. Because the reason it's going to be different is we want to make the most of kind of our last Sunday here in this chapter of Ethos Church at Marathon Music Works. And so we're going to have a time of kind of reflecting back on the past 10 years. We're going to have a time of just honoring different people in our church family who deserve honor. And then we're going to look ahead with some vision and some hope about what God has for us in the future as as a church family. If I don't know you yet, my name is Andrew, and I'm the campus pastor here at Marathon. And this morning, um, in our final worship gathering together, before we step into this new season as a church family, I have the impossible task, the impossible task of reflecting back and doing my best to capture 10 years, 10 years of God's activity, 10 years of God's movement in this place among this group of people that that I have come to know and call um, family. And I have to do it well in the next six minutes before Brandon gets up here. Uh, So when Dave Clayton called 25-year-old Andrew Smith and 23-year-old Keila Evans in the summer of 2012, a few months before we were to be married, asking us to help start this new expression of Ethos Church at this place I had never heard about called Marathon Music Works, um, it didn't take a very long discerning process to realize that this was something God was just clearly inviting us into. And if you know anything about my analytical personality, if we make a quick decision, it airs on the side of miraculous. Like it's a, it's a miraculous thing if we make a quick decision. So we knew the Lord was on it. But outside, honestly, of following Jesus and marrying each other, it's been the best and most important decision of our lives. Why? Well, because like many of you, This has been the place, this has been the group of people that has helped us see and discover what life in Jesus and with Jesus really looks like. This has been the place where many of you have experienced the the presence and the love of God through the love of other people. This has been the place that you have tasted and you have seen what it means and what it looks like to walk life out in genuine community with with one another. We've experienced some of life's greatest joys and some of life's greatest sorrows together over the past 10 years. Because this is what it means to be family. It's what God had in mind in scripture when he says, hey, I want you to rejoice with those who rejoice and I want you to weep with those who weep. It's going through life together, experiencing the worst of life and the best of light together as a family. And we've done a lot of both. We've done a lot of both over the last 10 years, experiencing and seeing God in the midst of all. Together, we've experienced and we've grieved um, the loss of loved ones, family members, friends, unborn children. We've sat together in living rooms, in this space on Sunday mornings, on retreats, And we've brought the most broken places of who we are as human beings into the light of Jesus and into the light of his community. We've seen the beauty of Jesus and the beauty of his community, the church, 
through so many of these moments, sharing our vulnerable, broken selves. We've also experienced some of life's greatest joys together as a church family. We've witnessed so many go into the waters of baptism right here in in this room next door. We've witnessed healing take place, physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, miraculous, supernatural works of God. We've experienced those together. We've prayed for those together. We've celebrated so many engagements and weddings and promotions and all that life brings. There's no telling, I was just thinking, there's no telling how many meals, like how many meals, hundreds, maybe thousands of meals have been shared around tables within this group of people on Sunday mornings and the park down the street, which we're gonna do again at the end of today, in house churches, in homes for birthdays and graduation parties and you name it. Like we've sat around the table a lot together. We've witnessed one another step into the call of caring for the orphan through fostering and adoption. I've seen hundreds upon hundreds of hours given to serve this community around us. Hundreds of hours poured into this community, praying for this community. So much so that people throughout the years, the past 10 years have literally moved into the neighborhood to get closer to our neighbors. I've watched you more recently give of your time and your energy and your talent to bus stop strong down the street. We've seen people find belonging in this place through this group of people that have never belonged before. I've seen so many of you display this Jesus exalting, like radical generosity towards one another. Like I've seen you care for one another deeply. I've seen you walk with one another deeply. Caring for one another, loving one another, honestly, more than you've loved yourself in moments. We've retreated together, partaking in just absolutely delicious camp food, like Sloppy Joe's. Give me a shout out if you were at the Sloppy Joe year, yeah. Of all the feedback we've gotten from retreats, it was like, Andrew, can we do something about the Sloppy Joe's y'all fed us? That, That wasn't cool. I've seen, I've seen sides of some of y'all at retreats that I honestly did not know existed. Like when it comes to board games, y'all be cutthroat. Y'all be cutthroat. And I'm looking at you, Caleb Bone. Don't I'll point any fingers, but I am. Those of you with kids, none of us had kids when Marathon started. Zero children. Now look at us. <laughs> what, what a blessing. Our kids, they've, they've literally grown up together. These, these are their friends. We, we've grown up as parents together, learning what it looks like to raise and disciple our children. But I wanna say this, it's, it's not just the parents. And I think that's what, that's what makes this family so special. That's, that's what makes this church so special. So many of you, have, have looked at our kids and you've, you've seen them and you've loved them and you've trained them and you've taught them and you've poured into their lives and you would think that they were your own kids based upon what you've given to them. But I think as I was reflecting that the truest and the most deepest joy of this journey in this chapter has just been watching the growth of Christ in each of you. Like watching 
Jesus in you has been the best part of these past 10 years. Watching and witnessing the character of Jesus, like his true character, become the most defining thing about you. Become more and more robust in your life and in your hearts. I'm reminded of what Paul says in Ephesians 4. He says this. I was thinking about that this week. He says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him. We will grow to become the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. And he keeps going. He says, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. It grows and it builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. Now, don't hear me saying something that I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We are far from perfect. But I have seen this to be true. Every supporting ligament, each part, each person doing its work, becoming more and more like Jesus, becoming more and more mature in Christ, spurring one another on towards love and good deeds. Now, this, this is kind of a natural segue because one of the things that we wanted to do this morning, our, our last morning in this chapter, was to really honor people who deserve honor to recognize some people that have been a part of this maturing process. They have made us the body of Christ. They have made us the church family that we are. Now, like I said earlier, uh, when Ethos Church at Marathon first began, there were zero kids present on Sundays. And many of you have seen and experienced personally what it's grown into, something I would say really, really beautiful. And a huge reason for that is, is all of you. So many of you have given your time and your energy to loving and serving and teaching and pouring into these kids. It would not be what it is if it was not for you. So I want to take a moment and I want to honor and I want to celebrate anyone who has ever served with Ethos Kids before. Anyone who's ever taught a class Every, anyone who's ever volunteered in any capacity, served in the nursery, I want to actually invite you to stand right now. If you've ever served with Ethos Kids, I want to invite you to stand right now. Stand up. Don't be shy. I know it's a lot of you. It's incredible. You deserve that and so much more. Now, it really wouldn't be possible if there weren't actually kids. So I, wanna, I want you to raise your hand if you're a kid. Raise your hand if you're a kid. Raise your hand as high as you can if you are a kid. Amazing. Each and every one of you, everyone who has their hands raised right now, each and every one of you are absolutely amazing. You are special. We love you. We honor you. And my prayer is that one day you will be told stories of how you started something you didn't even realize you were starting. You're incredible. These volunteers wouldn't have anything to do if it wasn't for y'all. <laughs> and really and truly, like I think about this group of kids as we get ready to step into the next season and you guys deserve so much honor. We love you with all of our hearts. Now, I wanna take a moment to recognize and honor someone who has the ability to take her love and passion for Jesus, 
her love for kids and families and her ability to organize and train and lead all of the volunteers that stood earlier and weave it into this beautiful ministry that goes so far beyond Sunday mornings. In life, there are these people that come alongside of you in the journey and you know, like you know, God sent you. Like he sent you to this place for a specific purpose and a specific time. Jill Anderson is one of these people. Y'all aren't supposed to clap yet. I'm not done. When I look at the past three years and everything that our church has gone through, Jill, like I, I promise you, we would not be here as we are if it was not for you. You've given so much more to this church family than what is written on your job description. I can't imagine anyone else being our kid's pastor. Thank you. Thank you for the ways that you've loved and you've served this body and this family, both in the seen, but maybe more in the unseen, which I've seen a lot of. I know you're still gonna be serving with Ethos Kids and on staff serving our families, but you, you deserve special recognition for your role in Ethos Kids at Marathon in this past season, in this past chapter. So once again, I wanna invite you to stand. Will you stand? Let's give it up for one of the most amazing women. This next person has been on staff um, with me the longest at Marathon since 2013. He has been so steadfast and so faithful through the years, doing a lot of work behind the scenes uh, that no one ever thanks him for. Setting up all the audio, all the video, all, all the things behind the scenes that actually helps us on a heart level connect to God, like in worship and in teaching and in testimony. He never complains. He never needs recognition, but humbly does the things behind the scenes to make Sundays happen. And so we see you, Caleb Bone, and we honor you. We want to invite you to stand up right now. Yeah. And so much more, as you see. As many of you know, Sundays don't just happen around here. This is a place that, that sees a lot of work before 10 a.m. and sees a lot of work after 10 a.m. Now, we've chosen intentionally as a church to meet in the places that we do. We want to make sure that people who maybe don't feel comfortable stepping into a traditional church setting feel comfortable coming and experiencing the love of God. Now, all of this happens because of you putting up chairs, setting up kids' classes, making communion, welcoming people at the front doors, running slides, making coffee, cleaning up after everything is over. We could not do this. We could not be a church if it wasn't for you. So I want to invite you, if you have ever served on an Ethos Church Sunday volunteer team to stand up, if you've served on any team in any capacity, stand up. Everybody stand up. I see a lot of you. Yes. Give it up for these amazing people. Now, I know a lot of you have experienced what I consider really and truly the backbone of our community, uh, which is house churches. So many of you in this room have opened up your homes and your life so that others could come to know the love of Jesus. 
So I want to invite you to stand. If you've ever served as an Ethos House Church leader, stand up. If you've ever served as an Ethos House Church leader, yes, give it up for them. We love you. We honor you. When we started gathering in person again back in June here at Marathon, it was the first time that we had anyone on the Marathon staff that we didn't have a single person on the Marathon staff that was leading worship. So by God's grace, and I believe his divine plan, a couple of really incredible men stepped up to use their gifting and freely give of their time to absolutely bless this church family. And in my humble opinion, there's never been a greater season of worship here at Marathon than there has been over this past year. All glory absolutely goes to God. But Brandon and Skylar, you deserve so much honor along with other incredible people like Cassidy and Tyler. And it's not just for your gifting, like your gifting's amazing and we see that, but it's the heart. It's the heart of purity and the God honoring worship that you have invited us to step into that I believe you deserve the honor for. And so I wanna invite you, if you've helped in worship, Cassidy, Tyler, Brandon, Skylar, we all stand up and give it up for them. It's been one of the greatest joys and honors of my life to serve as campus pastor over the past 10 years. This season of life for our family will be one of the things that we treasure most. I'm, I'm convinced when we look back on the years, but we are also so excited about the future. We're so excited about all that God has in store for this church family. We believe that he's just getting started in so many ways. And with that, I want to invite Brandon Steele up front. Give it up for Brandon. Dude, great job. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew, for just who you are, uh, for what you've Oh, sure, man, this is crazy. I'm, I bet if you're new, you're like, what is going on? Like, is this church dying? Like, what is going on? And so, you know, our, our church family, we have three different campuses if you're new. And we've just really discerned over this past season that um, our church family over at the Cannery and our church family here at Marathon are supposed to come together and become one church family. So this is a last Sunday like this. And so next Sunday, we're going to be meeting in the big room with our church from the Cannery. And so just to give you a little context, a um, couple things um, I'm not going to teach today like normal. You're like, please don't, because this is already long and there are lots of kids. But a, a couple things I want to say just real quick. Um, you know, I, I want to honor a couple of people as well. You know, um, 10 years ago, we were at the cannery. Cannery was our first um, campus. And we knew that we wanted to be a church that planted churches. And, and we asked people at the cannery, hey, would you be willing to leave and to go start something new? And we'll share kind of some of the story of how Marathon came on our radar. But there were, there were two people, actually four people, um, but two people I want to highlight here and then two people next that, that left. And there might be some more of you guys, and I'm sorry, but Andrew and I were looking over the initial email list of people that came to to start Marathon. And, uh, and so I want to highlight Logan and Jill Hartline. We got to stand up. You know, Logan and Jill have been, yeah, let's give it up for Logan and Jill. You know, for, for 10 years, um, just the word that comes to mind for you two is just steadiness. Just like a heartbeat, just steady, week in and week out. And I'm so grateful for um, and all the change and all things that happened for you guys and just who you are. I just love your friendship, love you guys so much. I um, mean, then two other people, um, 
And, you know, a lot like Caleb, these people are not, they, they probably wouldn't get the recognition that they deserve. Um, and I hope that today they do feel honored. Um, you know, when I was just kind of thinking about, hey, how do I want to succinctly just honor these two people? Um, the word that came to mind was just backbone. And there are lots of, you know, I love the Ephesians 4 was just read. It talks about the body and how all of us play a central part. But there are two people here who for 10 years have really been the backbone of this church family. That through the seasons, through all the change, through ups and downs, they've been the constant. And so I want to honor Keela and Andrew, our campus pastor. And so let's give it up for, for them. Keela was our first volunteer coordinator, and Courtney and I didn't come over here until seven and a half. We've been over seven and a half years, but Andrew and Keela have been here from the very beginning, and so I um, wanted to honor them. Um, man, Thursday was a, a rough day as I was trying to think about how to wrap this up. And, you know, I just, I want to say that I'm, I'm going to miss this. I love you all so much. I really do. And I love what the Lord has done. Um, past year, um, you know, since lockdown, something really special, something unique in our church family. Um, and I love what God's done the, the past almost 10 years of us being a church family here at Marathon. And I, I've been excited because I really have felt like this season, we have really been putting this decision before the Lord, and I feel like the Lord is leading us, that it's not just a decision that was made out of convenience, it was a decision that was made out of direction from, from the Lord, and so I've been excited about what the Lord has for us, eager to step in, but I think this past week in particular, my heart has caught up with my head, and I've just been sad. Um, you know, sometimes with change, there's only excitement. And that's maybe what some of you are feeling about the season of life that you're in or the season that we're stepping into as a family that you're anticipating and you're excited and you're looking forward to, to getting to be around other people. And, and, and I'm excited too, but the reality is that I'm also sad. And some of you might be sad this morning too. Um, you know, the Lord took me back to, to this moment almost five years ago when my oldest daughter, Finley, we were dropping her off at preschool. And it was one of the worst days of my life. And, and it was one of the best days of Courtney's life as you know, she's getting some, some of her day back. But, but I remember backing out of the driveway that day and just being so sad because I loved how life was up until that moment. Man, I loved having her at home, and I, and I knew that before too long, she was going to, you know, she was going to be in school, and she was going to be in high school, and she was going to go off to college, she was going to be marrying some fool, and I just was so, like, you know, just thinking about all these things, and I just go, man, I just want life to stand still, because life is so sweet right here. And I was just crying, dropping her off at preschool, and I remember this one moment in particular, I was backing out the driveway, and shifting from reverse to forward, and this butterfly landed on the front of my car. It was this really sweet moment. I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but it was this moment where I felt like the Lord was just going, hey, without change, this butterfly doesn't fly. It stays a caterpillar. There's no color, there's no beauty, there's no life, and, and, and it's just this moment where, where I thought, man, change comes at us, whether we want it to or not. And the reality is that sometimes when, when things are good, it's hard to imagine things better, th 
things being better than they are right now. Right? We don't have a hard time dreaming about things being better when life is hard, but man, when life is sweet and life is good, it's hard to imagine life being better. About a month ago, um, Finley came with me to prayer gathering. And uh, after prayer gathering, she and I went to eat Mexican food, and we were just pounding chips and cheese dip and salsa, weren't we, Finn? And it was, it was so awesome, just she and I just laughing and enjoying. And I just realized I love this phase of life with her. And the Lord is teaching me to enjoy every season that he brings along. And he's helping me understand that if I'm always grieving what was, I miss out on the gift of what is. And I was praying for our church family and just going, God, what is it that we need to hear? This, this kind of commemoration day as we, as we mark this amazing season. And if we know you're not done with us, we know you've only just begun. And I felt like he put two passages of scripture on us. Um, real quickly, I want to read Matthew 19. And this is what Jesus says in verse 29. He says, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. And I felt like what the Lord was highlighting is, man, when we're willing to give up something that we love, and I believe in our situation, it's, it's church as we, as we know it right now. When we're willing to offer it up to the Lord and say, Lord, you, you know I love this family. You know I love this season. And maybe I don't even want this, but Lord, what I really want is you. Amen. Like what I really want is to follow you, the living God. I want to be led by your spirit. I don't want to control this life. When I've tried to control it, things never work out the way that I want it. Although this is my, not my plan, Lord, this is what you were doing. And the Lord says, if you were willing to put in the Lord's hands your life, the things that you love in order to follow him, he says there will be an exponential, unexpected blessing on the other side. He said a hundred times. A hundred times. You know, I remember when Courtney and I left Cannery to come to Marathon. And it was a hard moment because the people that we started Ethos with and, and a lot of our, our best friends were over at the Cannery. And it was a hard moment transitioning here. But I remember this, this real mark when my, my youngest daughter Merritt was born and, and Court was at home with Merritt those first couple of weeks. And, and, and I had the choice, you know, I was off for a couple of weeks from work and I thought, man, where am I going to go to church? And you know where I came? I didn't go to Cannery. I didn't go to Hillsborough Village. You know where I came? I came to my home. And I go, man, there, there, there's something about the, the unexpected, the exponential blessing of God that if we will keep putting our preferences, if we'll keep putting our, our life in his hands, God, he will keep leading us. And I really sense that the Lord is leading us as a church family. He's taking us on a journey, and he's going to teach us, and he's going to mature us. And so Matthew 19, the second verse I want to share real quickly is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And this is what Paul says. He says, therefore, all things work for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. And so as we, as we give our lives to the Lord purpose, to his purposes, to his desires, to his will, he has good things for us. And you might not be able to see it today, you might not believe it today, you might not even feel it today, but it's a truth of who God is that should you choose to keep putting your life in his hands, should you choose to keep loving the Lord, he's gonna make your life and our church work out for the good. 
Today, I want to just share just kind of three really simple steps that I want to invite all of us to step into this next season as a church family. So next Sunday, you know, we're going to be over in the big room worshiping. And, and I have three asks for us. And the first is this. Um, would you be willing to serve in particular with Ethos Kids? And I was just thinking this week, I go, man, what if, what if our marathon family just owned kids volunteers this first season? I go, what if, what if 90%, I'm, not, I'm, gonna, give a, I'm gonna give 10% grace, but what if, if 90% of us signed up to be on a kids volunteer team? Either, either on the kids setup team or, or helping in a classroom. You know, the reality is that, that we're going to be using some spaces that we've never used before, green rooms that, that are used for, for the concerts, for the musicians. And I go, you might not know this, but it's probably not kid friendly. You know, the, the, the things musicians want to see on the walls on Saturday nights are not the things that kids want to see on the walls on Sunday morning. And, and it's, it's quite the task to transform the, the green rooms into spaces that, that kids can come in and worship and connect and be with each other. And so I, I want to encourage us. I go, hey, could, could you not wait till tomorrow, not wait till sometime this week? Could you today, could our marathon family, like I would love to blow our kids team away. If the marathon family goes, you know, we'll sign up to be on the kids volunteer team. And maybe your gift isn't teaching or volunteering, but maybe you could set up on the, the, the getting here early to set up the, the classrooms. And so if you're interested in this, I would love for us today to sign up to be on the kids. You can do this on ethoschurch.org forward slash um, volunteer, and you can click on the kids tab. So my first ask is, hey, as we step into this next season, it's so easy to think about us and what we want, but I'm going, man, can we, can we turn our eyes and our attention to the greater body? Can we serve? The second thing that I'm going to ask us as we step into this, this next season is that you would pick a gathering. So we have a 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, and, and I encourage you, pick one gathering and stick to it. And every single week, would you sit in the same section? Don't float around. Don't sit in different places. I'm not saying you have to sit in the, the, the same seat, but could you sit in the same section and would you just take ownership of that section? That when someone there is new that, that you don't recognize, instead of being like, hey, dude, why are you sitting in my seat? Get to know them. Welcome them. You know, this is, we're inviting the church family into our home and I go, man, can, can we be the most hospitable people in this next season? And the third thing that I'm going to ask, and you might get mad at me for saying this, and that's okay. We can talk about it after. Um, it's okay to grieve. Man, but let's please not grumble in this next season. You know, as I've been reading the story of the Israelites and thinking about this, you know, the, if you go back and read the story of Exodus, the, the Israelites, man, so much of their journey Every time they faced something hard that was unpleasant that they didn't like, the things that came out of their mouth was, man, life was so much better before. I just want to go back. And there's going to be this tendency for us to, when things are hard, when, 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 when something's not going the way that we want, when, when it's much bigger and harder to connect, maybe for some people, the tendency is going to be to look back on these days and to be like, man, life is so much better. And it's okay to, to reminisce and to look back with fond memories. I go, but let's step into what God's leading us into with expectation, with eyes open, filled with faith and prayer and thanksgiving. 
So today, here's how we kind of want to end this time before we kind of wrap up with one last kind of little set of worship. As we look towards the next week and towards the next season, what Andrew and I thought would be really cool and with Jill is, is if, we, if we went into the room that we're going to be gathering in and we just prayed over the spaces that we're going to be meeting in. And so in just a minute, there's going to be six different, or actually eight different spaces, um, but six different groups of people that are going to be leading prayer times. And we're just going to take like seven minutes. So it's not going to be this hour-long thing, but we want to just consecrate the spaces that we're going to be gathering in next week. And so um, in this space right here, David and Katie Meek are going to be leading a, a time for, this is where the big kids class are going to be, kids ages five and up. And so if you want to pray over the big kids class, stay in this room. Um, the little kids' classrooms are going to be behind the stage, but Jill, our kids' pastor, is going to be, you're going to go into this room and to the left of the stage, Jill is going to be leading a time of prayer for zero to four-year-olds. And so if you want to pray over the little kids' classes, go with Jill. Um, if you go in the room and to the right of the stage, there's this room called William Collier's, and we're not going to go in William Collier's today, uh, but right outside, Corey Shannon's going to be leading a time of prayer for our middle school and high school students. Right outside on the sidewalk, Nick and Abby Doris are going to be leading a, a prayer group for, for those in the neighborhood, for those who will, who will come in and be a part of our church family that are not a part of our church family yet. In the room next door, Gerald and Sherry, you're going to go in and take an immediate right where the four doors are together, and they're going to be leading a time of prayer over the, 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 the entrance that all who come in this place would feel welcome. And then Logan and Jill are going to lead a, a time of prayer in the big space, in the big room, right in the middle of the room, just inviting the presence of the Lord to fill it. And so I invite you in just a minute to, to pick one of those groups. There are also two other stations that Jill has set up. And so right when you go in, there's going to be a little place with some sticky notes. And, and for them, those of you who have parents, or you can do this, but there's a little place where you can write little prayers and you can put them on the wall. And there's also going to be a table where, um, where kids can go with their parents. It's, a, it's a, uh, this prayer lantern that you can make in the next seven or eight minutes. And so if your kids are just kind of at max capacity, they need to do something with their hands right now, they can do that. So here's what I want to invite us to do. I want to invite us to stand up. And, and you can stay in here for big kids. You can go to the left of the stage for little kids, right of the stage for, for high school, middle school. You can go outside to pray for new people, the entrance for people to feel welcome, the main room. And so here's, here's how you know to come back. Um, Brandon and Skylar and Tyler are going to be playing music. So when you hear them playing music, come back into the room. We're going to end our time with a time of worship. And then we're going to take a picture together as a church family uh, for today. So let's go for the next few minutes. Break up. Pick one of those spaces for the next seven or eight minutes. Let's pray, and then we'll come back in here and we'll finish up.